If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. When you make it a habit to raise your hand and high five yourself in the mirror, you will not only change how you relate to yourself, but you will change what is possible because you will be tapping into the single greatest motivational force on the planet. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Unemployed, facing bankruptcy, marital challenges, struggling with alcohol. It seemed like life was mounting challenge upon challenge on Mel Robbins. She responded with excuses and nothing changed. Until one morning when she decided to rocket, literally launch herself out of bed instead of hitting snooze and giving herself every reason to stay in it. The five-second rule was born, and it led to incredible transformation and growth in her own life that Mel now shares with others. Mel Robbins is a dream guest for the Gold Digger podcast, and it's so special to finally have the opportunity to interview her on this show that started 499 episodes ago with one single decision. As Mel believes and teaches, you are just one decision away from a different life. In this conversation, we're exploring the critical moments that set her on a new path, the five-second rule that has become the foundation of her personal transformational journey and teachings, and the high-five challenge that you're invited to join in order to encourage you to support and celebrate yourself by starting every day with a moment where you simply high-five yourself in the mirror. You can follow the link to join the free challenge in the show notes or description below. Now, here she is, the one and only Mel Robbins. Have you ever wished you had an on-demand mentor that could provide advice on how to improve your customer experience or scale your business? Well, HubSpot's got you covered. Introducing the HubSpot Podcast Network. It's a one-stop audio destination for business professionals looking for education and inspiration on how to grow better. With access to a collection of marketing, sales, service, and operations shows, you'll have all the information you need as your company goes from startup to scale-up and beyond. Listen, learn, and grow with the HubSpot Podcast Network at HubSpot.com slash Podcast Network. All right, Mel, this is a pinch me moment when I think about starting this show 500 episodes ago. You were someone on my vision board. You were someone I dreamt of interviewing. So welcome to the Gold Digger Podcast. (laughs) This is a dream come true for me. (laughs) Well, it's a dream come true for me too, because when I sat down, you know, I've never really done any kind of formal podcast tour thing ever. And so when I sat down, you know, thinking about wanting to get out there and talk about the high five habit and this really cool thing that I've discovered, you were on my vision board. Well, look at that. So this is a full circle moment for both of us. 
Oh, so incredible. And I'm just so, I mean, we have so much to talk about today. We have so much ground to cover. And for anyone who lives under a rock, I want to just start with this question. And I love this question because I think a lot of times, you know, when we introduce guests or when we talk about people we love or adore or appreciate, we lead with all of the titles and the accolades and all of those things. But I know your heart and I know who you are. And so beyond the titles, the accolades and the awards, how would you describe yourself? Who is Mel Robbins? Did you have to start with something so hard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I like to think about myself as your kind of f-ed up friend <laughs> who got her <laughs> together and is now sharing everything that I've learned in 52 years of being alive in the hopes that it will save you the heartache and the headache that I have caused myself. Okay, that was actually, I mean, come on, you are ready to dive in the deep end. Let's not pretend. Oh, I don't go shallow. That. There is no, because like, why, why waste time? I mean, we, 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 right? we've, I've spent the majority of my life second guessing myself, feeling yeah. anxious, being a total people pleaser. And when I say anxious, I don't mean like, oh, I'm worried. I had clinical anxiety and took, Zoloft for more than two decades. I had severe postpartum depression that was so bad that I could not be trusted to be alone with our first child, who is now 22, which also blows my mind. But I have lived in the deep end. And a lot of times it's been very, very dark. And I did not know what I know now. And, you know, when I was really struggling, especially in my 20s and 30s and 40s, but in my 20s in particular, there were no podcasts. Yeah. You would be embarrassed to walk into the self-help section of a bookstore. <laughs> there were not the resources that we have right now. And so I do not waste any time talking about the shallow stuff or the good stuff because I know that most of us are really struggling and that most of us, if we were to put a speaker on our head and broadcast the garbage that we say to ourselves, Jenna, we would be locked up. And I have learned the hard way that you have a choice when it comes to what you think about and you have a choice when it comes to your own healing and you have a choice when it comes to how you spend your time. It's not easy to make these changes but they are simple changes and you do have it within you when you get clear about what you want to make them. Well, one of the things that I think is so fascinating just with how we started this episode and in, in, in such a powerful way is I'm so curious, Mel, with your decades of experience and, and with your honesty of what each decade held for you, When you look back, can you share with me like a critical moment that kind of set you off on the path of what you do today, who you are today? Because I think hindsight is 2020, but I also think a lot of people are living in the muck right now Mm. and they need that light shining of like, this might make sense someday, or this might be your starting line, not your finish line. Yeah. So... Let's go to a moment when I was 41 years old and three kids under the age of 10. My husband had gone into the restaurant business. It had always been a dream. And I know that there are a lot of you that are dreaming about launching a business or are in the middle of running one. And there is nothing cooler than starting something and being responsible for your own future and your own success. And it's also terrifying. And what happened for us is that, you know, Chris pursued this dream of his and the first, uh, it was a small pizza restaurant. The first one was really successful. And so we immediately cashed out our entire life savings in the kids' college plans and took out a home equity line and maxed out our credit cards and shoved all of our money into a second and third location. And we also, we, it was Chris and a business partner, they also went around and asked a bunch of friends and family members to invest. Hmm. And you know, I think that the restaurant business is really exciting and amazing. And at the same time, it's extraordinarily risky. And being very kind of naive and overly optimistic, 
one of the things that you can see in hindsight is that in the restaurant business, it is inevitable that of your first, you know, couple locations, one of them is going to be a dog. It is going to completely just bite the dust. And what happened is it was the second one. And it was super expensive. It was the wrong location. And the second that they opened it, they knew they were in trouble. Mm. And so I found myself in this situation where nobody was coming in the door. The business was failing. The third one wasn't even open yet. We were out of money. The liens hit the house. I then lost my job. And I found myself at the age of 41 in a situation I never dreamt of ever we were $800,000 in debt. There was a lien on our house. The bankruptcy letters started to arrive. I was unemployed and I was embarrassed and ashamed and had no confidence. And, and I literally hit rock bottom. So what did rock bottom look like for me? Well, I started drinking like crazy more than, you know, normal. I dealt with my problems like a lot of high functioning people do. And that is by screaming at my husband and blaming everything on him and avoiding my friends and isolating myself and kind of just letting the negative self-talk just spin in my mind. And every single morning, Jenna, when the alarm would go off, I would not get out of bed and face my problems. I would lay there and stare at the ceiling and I would think about how scared I was and I would think about how angry I was and I was thinking about what a failure I was and then I'd hit the snooze button and I would do it over and over and over again and those kids would miss the bus and then I would be racing around the house screaming at them as if they had done something or get your stuff like running around the house and I would throw them into the car and we'd drive to school and inevitably we'd forget a backpack or a lunch and then I was upset all day and that's how my day began. And here's the thing that I want you to understand. We all know what we need to do. That's Mm -hmm. the easy part, right? You know, you need to get up. You know, you need to stop beating yourself up. You know, you need to end the toxic relationship or stick to your exercise routine or meditate or be kinder or, you know, that's the easy part. I knew what I needed to do. This wasn't Chris's fault. He didn't try to bankrupt us, but see, it's so much easier to be frustrated and angry than it is to be afraid. Yeah. And I knew I needed to look for a job. I knew I needed to tell my friends what was going on, but I was paralyzed by the fear and the anxiety and the overthinking and the sense of failure. And that is the rock bottom moment where I literally was going to lose everything. The house, I was so angry at Chris. We were fighting all the time. I thought for sure we were going to get divorced. I started going down that road mentally. That's like, I never should have married you. You're the wrong person. Instead of doing what you always need to do, which is you must look in the mirror and you must realize that your life is your responsibility. And I think as women, we have all bought into this idea that when you find the right partner, all your problems are going to be solved. That when you find the right partner, they're going to pay the bills. They're going to take care of you. They're going to make you feel attractive. They're the ones that are going to, quote, provide. The truth is, it is always up to you. Your happiness is your responsibility. Providing for your emotional, financial needs, it is your responsibility. The second you start to outsource that stuff, you lose control of it. And so I was so invested in blaming Chris because I had bought into that lie that he was responsible for providing. He was, and I'm not saying that, that you have to work. You need to be responsible for providing in a way so that you feel supported. Mm-hmm. Showing up in a partnership if you're not working outside of the house so that you feel 50-50 ownership in what's happening. Because otherwise, you're going to find yourself where I did which is you've outsourced all your power to somebody else and you are now screwed when the you-know-what hits the fan. In this rock-bottom moment, I had to look face-to-face in the mirror with myself and realize no one's coming. No one's coming to fix this. No one's coming to make my dreams come true. No one's coming to take this anxiety away. No one's coming to remove the liens from the house. If I want a different life, it is up to me. If I want to be happier, it is up to me. And it always is going to be up to you. And that's both terrifying and liberating. And so what happened for me is, 
you know, I'm sure, have you ever had one of those moments, Jenna, where you like say to yourself, all right, that's it. I got to change. Yes. All the time. Okay. So have you ever given yourself like one of those little pep talks? You're like, all right, that's it, Jenna. Tomorrow morning, you got to do this. (laughs) Yes. All right. When's the last time you've done that? Literally today when I was like, I need to move my body today. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, I was having those conversations with myself every single night where I'd be like, all right, that's it, Mel. Tomorrow morning, it's the new you. Tomorrow morning, you are getting out of bed. You're getting these kids on the bus. You're looking for a job. You're going to be nice to Chris. You're not going to drink tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow, it's the new you, girl. You're doing this. Well, one night, I was really lucky. As I was giving myself that pep talk that I would give every single night and then ignore for the next day, because I knew what, I didn't know how. How many times have you known what you need to do, but you don't know how to make yourself do it? Yeah. Yeah. So having that conversation with myself and all of a sudden a rocket ship launches across the television screen. Honest to God, this is what happened. And I have this harebrained idea. I have this epiphany. I'm like, that's it. That's the secret. Tomorrow morning when that alarm goes off, I am not going to lay in that bed like a human pot roast marinating in fear and anxiety. I am going to launch myself out of bed like a rocket. I am going to move so fast that I'm not going to be in that bed when that anxiety hits. And the next morning, the alarm goes off and I just counted backwards, five, four, three, two, one, just like NASA does to launch a rocket and something crazy happened. I stood up and I thought, well, that's weird. And the next morning I did it again, five, four, three, two, one. The next morning I did it again, five, four, three, two, one. And by the third morning, I said to myself, now, Mel, I realize getting out of bed is not going to solve your problems, but you got nothing to lose. Yeah. Any single moment that you know what you need to do, but you don't feel like doing it, or you're scared, or you're procrastinating, or you're overthinking, or you feel anxious, just freaking count backwards, five, four, three, two, one, and see what happens. And I'll tell you what happened. My entire life changed Mm. because I had discovered a very simple tool that turns out to have a ton of science behind it, but I had discovered a very simple tool that helps you move from thinking to doing. How have you, so this is just like so captivating. And sometimes you're like, is it really that simple? But talk to me about the science behind this and, and you not even recognizing the research and, and why this works. Talk to me about that because I think so many people are listening and they're like, I know what I need to do. I need to just start doing it and really start is the key word, which is exactly what counting down helps you to do. Correct. In fact, when you start counting, you've already started. So that's one reason why it works. The second thing that happened and why I know that it works is that you move from what psychologists call a bias toward thinking and you start to create a new habit, which is called a bias toward action. Hmm. And we all know that you cannot think your way to a new life. You must act your way there. And inside of a five-second window, you have a habit of hesitating. And that habit of hesitating for five seconds, what I know now is this. The moment you start to think about what you need to do, the subconscious part of your brain kicks in. The interior section where all your habits are stored. And within five seconds of hesitating, so let's say you're sitting at work or you're sitting at a family gathering and you have this impulse that you need to say something. Maybe somebody at the family is droning on about politics and it's getting toxic and you're thinking, they just need to shut up. And you have this impulse like, I wish they would stop talking about politics. And you start thinking about it. Within five seconds, you're now trapped in the autopilot or subconscious part of your brain where anxiety, procrastination, perfectionism, insecurity, which are all habits, are stored. And now you're running on a loop. And instead of saying what you wanted to say, you're now just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. If you go five, four, three, two, one, just even in your own mind, what happens is you move from the subconscious part of your brain and the counting backwards, five, four, three, two, one, requires you to focus on the counting. That awakens your prefrontal cortex. That's where your forehead is. That's the part of the brain that you use when you learn new behavior, when you act with courage, 
when you think intentionally or strategically, it's the part of the brain that gives you immediate control over what you think and do next. So by counting backwards, you are interrupting habits of thinking and habits of behavior that hold you back. And you awaken the part of the brain, 54321, to give yourself that moment of control where you can create a new pattern or a new behavior. That's why it works. The fancy term is metacognition. In the language of habit research, it is called a starting ritual. I, out of dumb luck, invented it during the worst <laughs> moment of my life. And what I'm proud to tell you, Jenna, is this thing is so powerful that it is being used by pediatricians around the world to help children interrupt the patterns associated with anxiety, 54321. It is being used by veterans organizations to help vets reprogram the triggers associated with PTSD. It's highly effective with redirecting people with OCD. And we know of more than 111 people who have not committed suicide because they interrupted themselves, 54321, and asked for help. And so the five second rule has spread around the world. It is a tool that you can use that is validated by science that will help you interrupt any habit that's holding you back, five, four, three, two, one, and give you a moment of control where you can then create a new one. You can use it to get to the gym, to walk away from the alcohol, to five, four, three, two, one. As a mother, I use it all the time <laughs> to settle myself down, five, four, three, two, one. And don't snap at the kids or five, four, three, two, one. Don't jump in there and tell my daughters what I think. Listen. So Mel, I want to know, how did you take this idea that was working for you? Do you remember the first time you shared it with someone else? Because I think that a lot of times we create these habits or we're figuring out how to dust ourselves off or work through the grief or press on or simply start but what did it look like for you from being a founder, a student to someone who now is like, wait, this might be a framework. This might be a thing. This might actually help people. This is a hilarious story. <laughs> I am the most um, like I can't believe what has happened in my life. <laughs> there is no other explanation than divine intervention. Because what the story that I'm about to tell you is so implausible, <laughs> you will not believe it. So I used this countdown technique, 54321, in secret for three years. Okay. The only person who knew, to, knew about it was my husband. 54321, I started picking up the phone, networking until I found a job. 54321, I started getting back out there and running and exercising again. 54321, I stopped screaming at my husband and started empowering, encouraging, celebrating and supporting him. And, oh, fancy that. That's pretty motivating instead of constantly <laughs> bitching at somebody. My whole life changed. And this crazy thing happened in 2011. A friend of mine knew somebody that was putting on the first ever TEDx conference. And this friend of a friend was looking for somebody who had changed their job a lot and could give a little talk about it. And so my friend said, oh, Mel Robbins. Well, she's had like 19 careers. She was like a public defender. Then she worked in a law firm. Then she went into the startup world. Then she became a life coach. Then she went into digital marketing. Then she did this. Then she did like just on and on and on. So I had never given a speech in my life. I get asked to do this TEDx thing in San Francisco. Now, keep in mind at this point, even though I've been using it for three years, we still have liens on the house. Mm -hmm. We're still $800,000 in debt. We're now making the ends meet because I'm working and Chris is slowly kind of rebuilding and clawing out in the restaurant business with his partner. But we are by no means out of the woods. So we are offered a, a free trip to fly to San Francisco, be put up in a hotel for the weekend. And we were like, heck yes, we have not gone anywhere in years. We're in. So I go to do this thing. I've never given a speech in my life on a stage. At this point, TEDx is not really a thing. Yeah. So there's just a little bit of prep. And I walk onto that stage, Jenna, to give a speech about changing your career and how you like set goals. And I look at that audience and I basically start to have an anxiety attack. If you watch my TEDx talk, you will see 
that I have a neck rash that comes on at about minute one, you know, that people get when they're really mm-hmm. nervous and I'm mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. really fast and I'm darting around the stage. I'm literally disassociated on that stage. I'm talking a million miles a minute and at the very end of the speech, I forget how to end the talk. The talk was not about the five second rule. The talk was about how to change your career, how to stop holding yourself back. I didn't know why the five second rule works. So I sure as hell was not going to stand on a stage and tell a bunch of strangers that if you count backwards, your life will change. But I forgot how to end the speech. And I look out and I'm like, and I go, oh, I know there's this thing I do. I call it the five second rule. You got to move within five seconds of an idea or your brain will kill it. That was it. I walked off the stage. A year later, somebody put that talk online. Within a year, it had a million views. So then what happened? In 2013, people started to email me saying, I saw that speech. I'm like, what? What speech? (laughs) It's online. I didn't even know it was online for the first 18 months that the TEDx talk was online. And then people started to ask me to come talk. Not like anything like the talks I do now, but so I started doing these free talks. And here's something I want everybody to pay attention to. I had no idea that I should ask to be paid for my time. Literally, I gave like seven speeches in 2013, early 2014, never once paid. And thankfully, somebody came up to me at a event and I was in like this breakout room and she comes up to me afterwards and says, Oh my gosh, that was great. You know, can I ask you a question? I was also speaking at this event and I I just wondered something. I said, sure. And she said, have you gotten your check yet? (laughs) And I said, check? You got paid for that? And she looked at me and she said, you didn't? (gasps) And I thought, I am a moron. You know, I, I just never even occurred to me that a normal person could get paid to do something like that. I thought that that was reserved for people that had best-selling books and were celebrities or whatever. And so I want you to listen closely to this story because I didn't know how to turn it into a business. Mm -hmm. I'd never done this before. So steal this idea for me. I said to myself, the next time somebody asked me to do this, I'm simply going to go five, four, three, two, one and put myself in pause. And then I'm going to say, what's your budget? Yeah. And then I'm going to pause and I'm going to say, normally I'm double. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like, so I just thought, okay, I'm just going to throw that out there. I mean, dudes do this all the time. Yep. Women need to start doing this. And so the next phone call, this is another one of these sort of divine intervention things was a guy named Darren. And Darren had been in the speaking business for a couple decades. And he called me because his wife, Lori, worked for a company, Jay Hilburn, as one of their stylists and their partners. And she had seen the talk go viral on Facebook. And she said to her husband, get this woman, Mel Robbins. I love her talk. She'd be great for Jay Hilburn's sales event conference thing. So he calls me. I pick up the phone. This is right after I've made myself this promise that I'm not just going to accept anything. I'm going to ask what the budget is. So he asked me if I'm available. I say, yes, I think I am. I then go five, four, three, two, one in my head. And I say, what's your budget? He said, $10,000. I dropped the freaking phone. Like that was like our mortgage for four months. I could not believe it. And so I forgot the second part. I was like, yes, I'll be there. (laughs) And then I made the most important decision. I took half that money. And I invested it in working with a designer to help me put together a presentation. Hmm. And then I practiced because I did not believe I was worth that amount of money. I had never made that kind of money doing anything. And so I got on that stage and thanks to preparation, I was not scared. I absolutely slayed it. Hmm. And he came up to me afterwards and said, I've been in this business for two decades and you are in the top three speakers I've ever seen and by far the best female speaker I've ever seen. And that was it. And he has run my business ever since. It took me three years and I became the most booked female speaker on the corporate circuit, all talking and sharing the five second rule to companies like Starbucks and JP Morgan and on and on and on and on. I mean, it's just, it's just been an amazing ride. And the, the thing that's been the most incredible is seeing how a simple idea like the five second rule, which is so memorable and can be used by anybody. You can use it with your kids. You can use it in your business. 
You can use it in your relationship because it's a tool you use to interrupt the things that are holding you back and push yourself to do the things or think the things that will actually drive your life forward. That's it. That's how it all happened. It's so crazy. Well, you know, when you hit rock bottom, you'll know when you hit rock bottom because it's only rock bottom when you hit something solid within yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again because it's so important. You know when you hit rock bottom because when it's truly rock bottom, you will hit something solid within yourself. And that thing that's solid within yourself is a resolve that you don't want to live like this anymore. Yeah. If you've reached a point in your business where a customer relationship management platform is necessary to keep growing to the next level, well, you'll want to work with a CRM that's simple and seamless to implement and use. HubSpot's powerful CRM platform is easy to adopt, which leads to better data, richer insights, and a bigger impact on customer experience. Tools like HubSpot's contact timeline give you the historical context you need to get work done and connect with customers. And because all of your customer data is in one place, it can serve as a single source of information about each customer's history with your brand. Past conversations, messages, all of it. And you can take action right from the contact timeline. Make a call, enroll a contact in a sequence, schedule a meeting, and more. And if you're on the go, you can use the HubSpot mobile app. Super key for our constantly evolving online businesses. Learn more about how you can scale your company without scaling complexity at HubSpot.com. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. I think there are so many pieces of wisdom in that story. And I think that one of the things I appreciate the most about what you have built your career on is its simplicity. It's free for everyone to use. It's a tool that changed your life. And through your own transformation, you've been able to change countless others. And I think nowadays as women, we overcomplicate everything, right? We think everyone knows this, or this is such common sense. No one would pay for this. Or we talk ourselves out of our own unique genius or those competencies that just come so naturally to us. What would you say to the Mel who counted down and got out of bed and launched herself into this new life years before you found this success? What would you tell her today? You know what's interesting? I wouldn't tell myself anything. Mm, I love that. Because I believe absolutely everything that's happened to you was a lesson that you needed. Yeah. And I'm not justifying abuse. I am the survivor of sexual abuse. What I'm saying is your life is the greatest school you'll ever attend. Hmm. And everything that's happened has meaning in it. And the wisdom that you are gaining and that you have right now, and you have a lot of wisdom, is because of all of the experiences and the screw ups and the failures. You see, you don't learn 
and you don't grow wiser and more resilient when your life is rocking and rolling and things are going amazing. You learn and develop inner strength when things suck, when you're terrified, when you hate yourself, because those are the moments that require you to dig deeper and get in touch with what you value and to change and to find the strength within you. And so I wouldn't tell myself anything because I can stand in this moment at 52 years old and I can look back and on all the dots of my life, some of which I would like to say no comment and I don't want to think about it again, but I can see how it led me to where I am. And if I changed anything, I wouldn't be where I am. I have so much conviction and passion that the stuff I'm talking about will change your life because I have lived the nightmare. Yeah. And I have had to figure out how to rescue myself. And so everything that you're dealing with, whether it is grief or trauma or sadness or frustration or disappointment or loss or struggle with your weight, everything is trying to teach you something. And here's what I've also learned. I made my life a lot harder than it needed to be because I was stubborn in looking for the message. I've recently had a couple really, really painful things happen in some relationships with people that are very, very close to me. And I remember thinking, why does this keep happening? Mm -hmm. And then I thought, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's ask a different question. When else have I felt the way that I felt around this person? And when I started thinking about how this person made me feel, I could trace all the way back to even my relationship at times with my mom, to babysitters I've hired, to friends that I had in my life for too long, to business partnerships that didn't work. The same personality type that would come into my life, a majorly big personality. I'm intoxicated by the personality. I think they're fun and edgy and awesome and this. And then I get close to the person and I realize this sucker is dangerous. Like they are unpredictable and now I'm scared and I go silent. It took me, this is a pattern that's been in my life since I was a kid. It took me until I was 51 to have such a big enough breakdown to finally wake up and realize this is a pattern and I need to break it. And so the lessons in your life are going to repeat And they're going to get louder and bigger and more painful until you get them. Pay attention because your life is always trying to teach you something. And, you know, I think, can you, do you know what I'm saying when I say you can stand in this moment and look back at your life and see how the dots connect? Absolutely. Absolutely. Without caution. And I think too, even looking now, you know, my belly is massive. There's a little baby kicking around in it. And I constantly think about my rock bottom of miscarriage and how those seasons I still showed up while I was waiting, you know, and the work that I did in those seasons equipped me to be where I am today. And yeah, I wouldn't change anything. I think that's the beauty of it. You know, my cousin is a woman named Sarah Jenks, and she is also online and super cool. And she's a lot younger than me. And when I was going through this really hard time recently, she said something that's related to what you just said. And I wanted to share it because I found it very helpful. She basically said, you got to think about, you know, like a beautiful, huge old tree and how when the fall and winter hits and those leaves drop to the ground, And in the winter, the snow covers the ground and all of that kind of dead stuff that's on the ground, it actually fertilizes and gives the tree Mm. strength to be reborn in the spring. And that these seasons of sort of decay and stillness are incredibly important. Because those are the moments, whether you like it or not, that you are actually still enough to gather strength again. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That is so powerful. And, you know, I think, Mel, I'm so excited to talk about your book coming out because I think about the stories that you've shared even just today and the way you've shown up and 
these ways that you figure out how to simplify the hard stuff so that we can keep moving. It doesn't mean you have to move fast. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, launch yourself every single day, but that we can continue so that we can look back and say, you know, I wouldn't change a thing. What has it been like writing this book? How does it feel that it's about to be out in the world and that people can get their hands on it and learn more about the science and the psychology and everything behind what you've learned for yourself? So the book, The High Five Habit, I have never put out something that I'm more excited for you to read. This is the first time I've had a hardcover out in nearly five years. I'm dyslexic, ADHD, really, really hard for me to create in the written form. And this book was not ready to be born until now. I have written and rewritten, been working on it for three years, and it's in the last literally five months that I began and wrote this book because it was not ready until now. And just like the five-second rule, it is born out of a very low moment in my life. And it starts with a very simple and stupid sounding thing that has crazy amounts of science behind it. And the theme that this book tackles is one that you talk about all the time that we all know we need to be better at. And that is self-love. That is self-acceptance. It is knowing how to support, empower, and encourage ourselves. You are so hard on yourself. You beat yourself down. You tear yourself apart. You look in the mirror and you criticize yourself. And I have a question for you. How on earth is that helping you? We all are amazing at cheering for everybody else. We support our friends. We throw birthday parties. We cheer for our favorite sports teams. We buy their apparel. We download their songs. We track their Grammys and their awards. We follow people like me and you. We are so good at giving support, encouragement, celebration to others. But when it comes to doing it for ourselves, none of us know how to do it because none of us have ever been taught to. In fact, for women and for girls, we've been taught that you're selfish or you're a bitch or you're conceited or you're bossy if you celebrate, empower, and encourage yourself. And so this book has had a profound and life-changing impact on how I see myself, on how I support myself, on my negative self-talk, on all of it. The five-second rule helps you take action. The high-five habit fundamentally changes who you are and how you relate to yourself. And so let me tell you the story of how I discovered this. Yeah. So I was standing in my bathroom and, you know, I was in my underwear and I was standing there kind of brushing my teeth and I look up and I see myself. And my first thought is, and I focus in on the jowls by my chin that are starting to look like saddlebags and the stripes across my neck, and the lines by my eyes. And I notice that one of my boobs is bigger than the other one and hanging, you know, a little bit lower. And I see the sagginess under my belly button. And I'm like, ugh. And then my mind takes the cue from those thoughts and starts thinking about the day. And I start thinking about the emails that I have not responded to and the list of shit I need to get done and the stuff that the kids need. And I look down at my feet and there's my dog who still needs to be walked. And I realize that the Zoom meeting is starting in 10 minutes and I am super behind. And now my thoughts are negative. And I felt in that moment overwhelmed by my life. I felt heavy in terms of emotional weight. I wish that somebody would just come in And just rescue me for a second. All I wanted to do in that moment, honestly, I just wanted to collapse on the couch next to the dog. I wanted to have a cup of coffee. I wanted to forget about the day. And I knew that was not the right thing to do. And I don't know what came over me, but I all of a sudden found myself as cheesy and as weird as it sounds, raising my hand up to my reflection and giving myself a high five in the mirror. And I'll tell you something, something shifted. And I went on with my day. And the next morning, same thing. There I am in my bathroom, in my underwear, brushing my teeth. I look at my reflection and I raise my hand again. 
and it felt good. And here's the thing that I started to think about. For your entire life, you have given other people high fives. What does a high five mean to you, Jenna? This means good job. You got this. Keep going. Yeah. I see you. I'm with you. Yeah. I got you. Yay you. In that one simple gesture that we so willingly give to strangers as they run road races, to teammates as we leave a huddle, to our kids when they do a good job, to a friend when they break up with that loser, to your colleague when they land that big client. It says support, empowerment, love, all of it, celebration. You have a lifetime positive association with high-fiving other people. And so I started high-fiving myself every morning in the mirror and something started to shift. Number one, I have spent a lifetime walking into the bathroom and either tearing my reflection apart or ignoring the woman I see in the mirror. When you walk in and make it a habit, right as you're brushing your teeth before or after to high-five your own reflection, you are creating a moment of intentional partnership with yourself. Mm. You start to see yourself and be with yourself because right now you're ignoring yourself or you're criticizing yourself. And that moment in the mirror can be a powerful moment of improving the relationship you have with the most important person in your life. And that's you. Number two, you have a lifetime positive association with high-fiving other people. All of the stuff that you just mentioned, you got this. I love you. Go for it. We're going to do this. We got this. We're going to win. You're not alone. Come on now. Let's do this. All of that. I see you. I love you. I celebrate you. I believe in you. That is already stored in your subconscious brain and it is married to the gesture of raising your hand and high-fiving. When you raise your hand to your own reflection, Jenna, that subconscious programming kicks in and overrides your negative self-talk. It is impossible for you to stand in front of a mirror and high-five your reflection and thank God I look fat. You can't do it because your brain won't allow you to because it is always associated raising your hand in celebration with somebody else with something positive. You also can't think about your to-do list. And the other cool thing, a high five is a moment of being present because have you ever gotten a crappy high five where you kind of miss somebody's hand and it's like this limp <laughs> yeah. thing? And what do you do when that happens? You redo it. Yes, correct. Because a high five <laughs> requires you to have an intention and to focus. And so when you high five yourself, it automatically pulls you into the present moment and you can't help but think about what game do you want to play today? There's recent research out of Harvard that shows that just a simple moment of reflecting on who do you want to be today and what's the game that you want to play changes how you show up at work, changes mm -hmm. how productive you are. And I'm here to tell you, when you high five your own reflection in the mirror, not only are you shutting up that critic in the head, but you are also marrying your reflection with a lifetime of positive programming associated with celebration, belief, and cheering. You are also setting an intention in that moment for who you're going to be in the day ahead. And there's even more crazy stuff. And I want to tell you this because, you know, I know that there's a lot of you listening that have kids. So yeah. they did this study, Jenna, about motivation. And the researchers wanted to know what is the most powerful way to motivate kids when they're facing a very challenging task? I'm mm -hmm. sure that you have heard of the fixed versus the growth mindset, the mm -hmm. fixed mindset being where you praise somebody for being smart or being beautiful, their traits, the growth mindset being praising people for their effort and how the growth mindset is a very powerful mindset, particularly for, you know, kids. So what they did in this study is they divided the kids into three groups. One group was going to receive praise based on, you know, the fixed traits. The other one was going to receive praise based on the effort. And the third group was just going to get a simple high five. So the group that was told, oh, wow, you're really smart as they're doing challenging tasks, they did the worst. They gave up the soonest. They felt the least motivated. The second group that was told, oh, wow, great job. Keep going. You're doing dynamite. You know, I really love your perseverance. 
they did better. They kept going a little bit longer. They felt a little bit better. But the kids that got a simple high five, no verbal praise, just a high five, by far and away, outworked both of the other groups. They felt great about themselves. They stuck with it longer, even though they made mistakes. The high five was so motivating that when they published this study in a psychological journal, they included the motivational power of a high five in the title. Why? The reason why is when you receive a high five, it is a shared celebration of your existence. You are being seen. You are being celebrated for the unique person that you are. Think about the things that go viral online. Think about right now, uh, as we're recording this, we're moving into a new school year, but this happens all year round. Teachers that stand outside their classrooms and they give each kid an individual handshake. We love that. Why? Because every single kid feels seen and celebrated Mm -hmm. for the unique person that they are. The other things that go viral, parents teaching their kids to say affirmations in the mirror. I am beautiful. I am awesome. I am smart. We know we want to hear this, but we withhold it from ourselves. I am here to tell you, when you make it a habit to raise your hand and high five yourself in the mirror, you will not only change how you relate to yourself, but you will change what is possible because you will be tapping into the single greatest motivational force on the planet. And that is feeling seen, celebrated, and supported. And you can do it with a simple high five. Oh my gosh. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mel, you are working on this incredible challenge to get people in the practice of this and the habit of it because it's so stinking simple. It literally takes just a few seconds of your day, but it can transform so much. Talk to me about this challenge and why you're doing it because I am so excited to be a part of it. So the challenge is called the High Five Challenge, and it's my goal to get 5 million people to wake up five mornings in a row and begin their day by high-fiving themselves in the mirror. I want you to do this with your kids. I want you to do this with your roommates. I want you to do this with yourself. And what we know based on research is that, yes, you can change on your own, but it's so much easier and more fun and more effective when you do it together. 
And I don't want you to sit there in your bathroom in your underwear and feel like you're doing this very weird thing on your own. (laughs) I want you to realize that you're literally part of a group of millions of people that are empowering, celebrating, and supporting themselves and learning the power of fulfilling your own emotional needs, the power of cheering yourself forward, the power of celebrating yourself every step of the way. And so the way that it works is, you know, I know that you're going to provide a link for, you know, everybody listening to be able to link in. It's powered by Growth Day, an app that was founded by our mutual friend, Brendan Bouchard. And it's free. There's no strings attached. You don't have to do anything but give us a first name and an email to sign up. You get access to Growth Day, which is super cool. But more importantly, you'll get a video message from me. There'll be guest appearances from people like Jenna, who are super inspiring. And every day you get a quick little pep talk about a theme like confidence or self-esteem or self-love. The challenge is very simple. You're going to high five yourself in the mirror. You're going to get a journal prompt that's based in science that helps improve your confidence or helps tap into your resilience or your sense of self-love. You're then going to be able to post a photo of yourself and you're going to get cheered on by millions of people. And more importantly, what we know based on people who are already taking this challenge is you will absolutely feel a boost of motivation. You'll feel supported. You'll feel empowered. You'll start to feel more confident and you'll start to see yourself emboldened and taking Mm -hmm. action because there's nothing that feels better on the planet than getting the support and the celebration that you need and deserve. And instead of looking at everybody else and hoping they give it to you, I'm telling you, start giving it to yourself. Mm. I'm so excited to be a part of the challenge. And I actually texted you a picture of Coco high-fiving herself in the mirror when she was like just six months old. It's something that's just such a beautiful practice. But I think to the community aspect is just so powerful because when you get around like-minded people who are wanting to do better, create new habits or feel more confident, it's contagious. It's absolutely contagious. And in such an isolated world. I think we're all just craving connection with people that are on a path that might not be the same as ours, but that is parallel to ours. That's cheering us on. And I'm just, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for the challenge. Where can everybody learn more about you, your book? (laughs) How can they connect with you? Give us all the places. Well, I mean, my website is melrobbins.com, but high five habit. So high H I G H the number five habit.com has everything related to the book and all kinds of free goodies when you order it, you know, as it's coming out, you know, I want to say one other thing if we have time. Yeah, please. So, you know, I cannot underscore how important it is to break the habit of being hard on yourself. Yeah. I have a daughter that's really struggling right now with her body and with weight that she's put on and feeling really awful about herself. And I have a front row seat to seeing how beating yourself up only leads you to feeling more discouraged, to feeling less motivated, to feeling even more undeserving or feeling hopeless. And you may not be where you want to be in your life right now. You may have made a lot of mistakes, or you may have made decisions that you regret, or you may be sitting there wishing that things had turned out differently. I am here to tell you that you will never feel motivated to change your life until you can look yourself in the mirror and see somebody who deserves to be happy. You will never find the motivation to get what you deserve until you can look yourself in the mirror and forgive yourself for the things that you did while you were trying to survive or you didn't know any better and to accept where you are and to be able to celebrate and cheer for yourself, even though you're not where you want to be right now. You see, if you can get out of bed and if you can drag your ass to the bathroom, you can stand in front of the mirror and put your shoulders back and you can look yourself in the eye And you can see that your biggest ally is staring right back at you in the face. And that person that is staring back at you needs your love and needs your support. And if you're standing there and you're still breathing, you have got time to change your life. 
You have got the strength within you. And you need to start celebrating yourself for where you are right now. Because it's only through that sense of celebration. Yeah, you might not have made it there yet. You might still have a red number in the balance of your bank account. You might hate the number on the scale. But you do deserve to be happy. You do deserve to be healthy. And you do have it within you to make the small changes that change everything. And when you start to celebrate yourself every morning, just for getting out of bed, just for standing there. In the beginning, that high five and that celebration is just something that you do. But over time, as you do it morning after morning, you see yourself, you support yourself, you celebrate yourself. It becomes a part of who you are. And it's with that sense of celebration and support that you will find the motivation, strength, and confidence and courage that is within you. You were born with it. And you'll be able to use it to take the actions that you need to take to change your life and to get everything that you want. Without Mm. that sense of celebration, you're not going to change anything. With it, you can do or be anything. I mean, if there was ever a mic drop moment, (laughs) don't drop your mic. That was it. Mel, I am just so honored to know you, to watch you just continue to stand in your truth, in your honesty, in your authenticity. And I am so excited to champion this movement and this book and to champion you as a fellow woman. Thank you so much for coming on the Gold Digger podcast and helping me fulfill one of my greatest visions. Oh, Jenna, high five to you. Thank you for having me. I do want to ask you, why are you excited to be a part of the high five challenge? Why do you think this is something that not only everybody listening should do, but even your daughters should do and that women in particular need to do? You know, honestly, I'm at a stage of my pregnancy where it is hard to watch my body continue to morph and change, even though I am so grateful for the miracle that is happening. And I think that it's so easy to pick apart every piece of ourselves and our flaws. And I really think that women need to stand in our truth and our power and stand in today while recognizing that there is a better tomorrow and not just promising that. And so I am just so excited to not just do it alone, but to do it with other people who might feel the same, but are working towards this belief of this compelling future. And I think that the future is compelling if we believe it. And I'm excited to do that alongside of every challenger that's a part of it. Awesome. (laughs) I'm thrilled you're going to be a part of it. Oh, it's going to be so good. Mel, thank you so much for coming on Gold Digger. This was an episode I didn't want to end. In fact, I asked Mel, could you come back on the show? We have so much more to discuss. It's been incredible to have her not just as a mentor in my life, but as a friend. And I'm so excited about the way that she shows up, this new book, the way that she simplifies things where you almost think to yourself, is it really that easy? But the truth is not just Mel proves that, science proves what she talks about. I'm so excited to be a part of her high five challenge. I cannot wait for you to join. All you've got to do is click the link in the show notes to join absolutely free. And I'm just so grateful that this podcast has given me the platform to interview women like Mel, heroes of mine, mentors of yours, and people that we all know and love. Thank you so much, Gold Diggers, for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 
Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.